Welcome to Catholic Radio for Katie Anna's presentation of Cajun Catholics. Here's your host, Todd Citron. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Come Holy Spirit, Lord God, thank you for allowing me to be here today. Thank you for the gifts of today. Please allow us to have a great radio show to glorify you in all the things we do. And for us to be sons and daughters of you, Lord, to remember that throughout the day. In your name we pray. Amen. In amen. the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. You're listening to Cajun Catholics. I'm your host, Todd Citron. Uh, really excited today to meet this young man. Um, he is next-door neighbors with with some of my family, my grandkids, and my son-in-law and daughter. Uh, but Mr. Carter Domain, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. Excited to be here. All right. And no stranger to the show, uh, superstar. Father Andrew Schumacher will be co-hosting today. Welcome to the show, Father. Appreciate it. Thanks, Todd. All right. Uh, so Father was responsible for getting uh, Carter here, but Carter, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, yeah, so I'm a freshman at the University of Louisiana. I graduated from St. Thomas More last year, class of 2021. Um, playing basketball at Louisiana, it's been a lifelong dream for me to play Division One athletics, and so excited that I got the opportunity to do it in Louisiana. And, uh, and once I got on campus, it kind of just happened by surprise but I ended up finding wisdom and uh the church parish and student center that's been such a blessing I didn't expect it at all and so yeah I spend my days praying playing basketball doing school hanging out with friends and just normal college kid you know yeah and and and, and if any of you caught that when he said I found wisdom I was like man he found some some wisdom but he actually meant the church over there on campus uh so um I, you know, I've heard so many wonderful things about you, and uh, it's just really a pleasure to meet you here today. I think you're a cathedral guy, right? No, no, no. Fatima. No. Oh, Lord. Okay, so my wife went to Fatima, and I went to cathedral, so I'm on the other side of that fence. But okay, so yeah, did y'all whip up on cathedral when back in the day? Uh, yeah, for the most part, we did. Football and baseball, we always did. 12-0 was the score of our eighth grade game, aye, aye. so I still remember that. And but. so you did play some football, too? Yes, yes, sir. What position? I was a quarterback in middle school, and then in high school, we had Caleb Holstein and Walker Howard as quarterback. So oh, that's some pretty receiver. good guys. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so uh, before I let Father jump in here, I guess I'll, I'll ask the question, and I, I haven't met your family, but I hear just wonderful things, but where does your faith come from in your family tree? Um, it's kind of an all-around thing, really, just because, I mean, both my parents, I think, both my par- parents had really strong parental figures growing up, and so I think that, like, they pushed them in their faith, and so I think it was just expected of them to push us in our faith. And so I've gone to Catholic school my whole life. My dad worked really hard to be able to do that and afford that for us. And, uh, I mean, both my parents were really adamant about us always making Sunday Mass, always praying before we went to bed, saying grace before meals. And so it's just kind of been an expected thing in our family. But it wasn't forced upon us, I would say, because, like, they let us like have free will, let us do whatever we wanted. But I think that it was all – they wanted us to make sure that they knew it was always there. And so I think it's beautiful that – like now we're all finding our faith, yeah, you know, it's awesome. kind of in our each our own way. So it's beautiful. My parents did it. Very grateful. All right, Father, jump in. Here. Well, that's awesome, Carter. Yeah, no, I've always been a crest. One of the things with his friend group, he has a, a really solid core group of friends. And speak a little bit about that, Carter. Um, yeah, so it was tough in high school uh, just because, I mean, the friend group I have now were really great, but we really all didn't start hanging out till the end of senior year. And so all of us each kind of have our own story. But, uh, 
throughout high school, like we knew that friendship was supposed to be something that glorified God, mm-hmm. but we had trouble finding that just through the ins and outs, the troubles of high school. But uh, I mean, great praise God, we found each other. And so really in the past, we haven't even been friends for a full year, but it's constant pushing each other in our faith life. Uh, we all like a lot of the same things, love hanging out outdoors and all that stuff. Y'all took a road trip uh, not too long ago across the United States almost. I didn't make that one, so we had basketball. Oh, that's right. But they went to the Grand Canyon, Mm -hmm. and so they road tripped it, spent 66 hours in a car together or something like that. Mm -hmm. But I wish I could have made that. But yeah, yeah, it's just... What are some of the things y'all do in your faith? So we really push each other to go to daily mass as much as we can, and that's a big thing, Like especially when we're all in town together. Most Four of them go to LSU, Mm -hmm. and one of them goes to Tulane, and I'm at UL. But so whenever we're in town, we'll uh, we'll try to get a mass together. We'll do like week. We'll do like devotions and stuff together. So we've done some of us have done Saint Mary or Marian consecration. Mm-hmm. A couple of us did uh, Saint Joseph Novena leading mm-hmm. up to his feast day. Did Saint Joseph consecration together. And so uh, I mean just little things, but also just being open and talking about it. Like we've had Bible studies with our friend group, which is something that none of us have like ever had outside of like a school setting before or a church setting before. So it's just it's just great to be able to be comfortable and knowing that the other person is receiving in the friend group of our faiths, you know. Sure. That's awesome. Todd, how many novenas did you do your freshman year of college? <laughs> well, I went to LSU, and uh, I've told this story on air, but, you know, I didn't know there was a Catholic church on campus and never attended it, uh, Christ the King, and so embarrassed by that. And, uh, and my mother would not have been happy uh, to know that I had skipped quite a bit of Mass during college. But... Uh, but, you know, I'm so proud of the kids today and, 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 and to see a guy here like Carter. You know, even back five, ten years ago, the Raging Cajun Catholics on campus had something going on. I guess Father Sibley would really get a lot of credit for that. But, um, you know, is it uh, Pelachet? Is, is that who's there now? Uh, he's a parochial vicar. So Father Patrick Broussard okay. is the pastor over there. Yeah, I mean, year. just so special. And, yeah, I mean, even guys that come out of Curcio aren't doing some of the things that, that, that Carter's doing here. That's so beautiful. And then the St. Joseph consecration. I, don't, I just did that like two years ago. And um, you're 19? Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. Yeah. And uh, this Father Calloway, actually, that wrote that, I guess, um, came to Lafayette. And I hope to have him as a future guest on the show. He, he was going to be able to come on, like, via phone. Uh, you know him, Father? I got to meet him the other day. Did yeah. you? It was great. He, he spoke at St. Thomas More, gave his testimony, his story, and some big conversions just happened from hearing his story. Because it's hard to deny the reality of God when you hear a story like that. Mm. That type of conversion, that type of infusion of the Holy Spirit that came upon him. Uh, from a great center to uh, just a phenomenal priest, so it's impressive mm-hmm. to see. So STM has this beautiful new chapel, and um, you know Carter, have you seen that? Yeah, I have. I was able to make the uh, the consecration, or what's yeah. it called? The this is the opening mass, yeah, and the, the bishop going mass. to bless it. Yeah, it's a yeah. little different because it's it's a chapel. Yeah, we yeah. were all there and didn't know it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah it's pretty neat. <laughs> yeah, so that, I mean, it's so beautiful. And then I went to I was trying to make some weekday masses. I went last week. Yeah. But uh, it's so beautiful. It's so nice. I wish we would have had that there. But Carter, so, I'm right. just curious though. Your your faith. You seem not to care. So many times with young people and adults, you know, we kind of worry about what people think of us. You don't seem to care about that. You're you're not afraid to say you're Catholic. I mean, you're a D1 athlete. You, you go to daily mass. You're doing these novenas, these dev- devotions. It's like that's who you are, and it doesn't seem to bother you what other people think. How is that? I'd be lying if I said it wasn't difficult. Uh-huh. You know, there's troubles in it, and but I mean, Jesus said it was going to be like this. You know, Amen. and it's pretty simple. I mean, if God is real and I act like He's don't, 
like he's not. Yeah. And what am I doing with my life? You mm-hmm. know. And so I finally kind of realized that once I got to college, and it was just like, am I going to act like God's real or not? You know. And so that was just the decision point, and that's what motivates me. You know, the love of God. Carter, share some of those difficulties. You know, I think for us as adults, you know, the devil attacks me in many different ways. But you know, um, how 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 is it that he attacks you? I think a lot of ways just telling me I'm not worthy and not good enough of certain things. And so that'll manifest itself in basketball. That'll do it in my faith life. And then also blame my faith or like blame my lack of success in basketball on my faith life, mm-hmm. you know? But in reality, like the faith life is which should come first. And so that's just one of the ways. But uh, I mean, devil's, devil's a cunning, clever guy. Yes, yeah, he is. So. Slick dude. Um, so, so father is the best, I hear, the number one basketball player in the Roman Catholic Church in, in South Louisiana. This wow. Is what I, that's what I've heard. Breaking from, news to me. I love it. This is from your peers. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I love basketball. I wish I could claim any accolade. I don't know that I can. I'm winning my bracket right now. That's, that's my only claim to fame. But Carter also, you know, maybe the best uh, basketball player that's come out of St. Thomas More. That's a strong statement. It's a basketball school in you know even since since i was a kid but um you know how do you like i've always asked this to certain athletes is balancing competitiveness wanting to pull the eyeballs out of 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 the person you're playing against and and the successful coaches and players are super competitive and they they don't take to losing very how do you balance that with your faith so lance struther has been a phenomenal example of this in my life so he was he's a campus minister at st thomas more and he was a wide receiver coach also and so he would talk about uh, treading the line between confidence and arrogance. He's like, you have to be tip-top confidence if you're going to do anything great in this sport. And that applies to all sports and anything else in life. But so like, you have to fully confident that you can do it, fully believe that you can do it, but you're not going to let it step on, onto the other side of arrogance and believe that I can do this so I'm better than you or you can't do this so I'm better than you and like looking down upon other people. Nice. And so just praying with that, and then also just trying to understand that because I've been an athlete my whole life and I put a lot of worth in that. And so trying to understand that it's not athletics that brings me worth, but like love from God that brings me worth. And so I think that just trying to soak that in daily is difficult, but I think that's what tries to give me confidence in my athletic ability while also just staying humble. So an open question maybe to you and Father. I used to believe, and this is like after my conversion at Curcia, that you know that 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 for priests to take that giant leap in their faith forward in their life that you know i always like wonder like did they all have to experience something really supernatural in their life to to say to 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 have this giant step or leap in your faith and i see this deep faith in you carter and so you know is there you know that i i call that uh, you know being able to see the holy spirit clearly in your life do, do you or the Father, I'll open it up to either one of you to talk about how the Holy Spirit manifests itself in your life. Carter? Well, I want to say this about him and how I've seen it in his life because mm-hmm. this is, it was a great example of this. One day him and his buddies came over to, to speak to all of our campus ministry students, and they're talking about all the different devotions and mass, and they get together and they challenge each other. And then Carter said, look, that's all good. The things that we do is good. You know, we challenge each other. We get together, Bible studies, all this stuff. He's like, but if I don't have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, if I'm not praying at night before I go to sleep, then what is this all about? 
And it showed me that, yeah, the Holy Spirit clearly is alive in this young man's life, that he knows it's not just about checking off things off the list or, hey, look at what we're doing or these nice little social events of community. It's like, no, I need to have a personal relationship. And when I have that, I see it manifest, you know. Uh, I mean, another thing that just impressed me so much about his, his confidence and his love for Jesus Christ is I'm a big supporter of receiving the Eucharist on the tongue, and I think it just helps with reverence and a lot of different and practicality and all kinds of stuff. Carter, how do you receive the Eucharist? On my knees. On your knees. You know how hard that is? You know, the first time I received on the tongue, even as a seminarian, I was like, oh, what are people going to think? This man is on his knees, and at some point you have to recognize, man, that's the Spirit working within us and just confidence like man there is a god i care more about what he thinks than what any other peer thinks of me and like he said it's not easy it, it's not easy but at a certain point we just kind of surrender and that's the spirit giving you strength yeah i think surrender is a key word because like throughout my life the holy spirit has worked but it wasn't able to do as much work or he wasn't able to do as much work as he has in the past year because i was closing myself off to him in a lot of ways and so like freeing myself from like mortal sin as often or like avoiding mortal sin as often as I can and also just not filling my mind with senseless noise like watching Netflix all day, YouTube all day, listening to music all day. And so like once I really started to clear my head of these things, it was a lot more evident that the Holy Spirit wanted me to live this way. You know? I want to remind our listeners you're you're listening to Cajun Catholics with Carter Domain. He is a UL freshman, nineteen years old at uh, a raging Cajun basketball player and uh had a very amazing career at St. Thomas More, but he's here today because of his faith and uh, and and his ability to just share that with our community and and I think he's a rising star in, as it pertains to the Catholic faith in in, in, in Acadiana, and uh, and I'm I'm proud of you and I love you for that and uh, and you did you do need to meet your neighbor you you and Brandon have so much in common you know Brandon had a good successful career and and I think his faith life has uh, has shown up you know, in such a big way in his life. And he's, he's a little older than you, but he's still a young man. Uh, but Carter, I'll ask you, um, uh, your vocation, uh, ha- have you, with a deep faith that you have, has there been any discernment potentially to be a priest or, or is your vocation, do you have a girlfriend or he's the most eligible bachelor in life? Yet, <laughs> <you know? laughs> no, uh, I do not have a girlfriend right now, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's definitely something like, I think every Catholic man should be praying and are open to the priesthood you know just because if we're going to be like father Stu has given so much to so many to everyone in lafayette especially at st thomas more and so if i expect him to do this for me like why shouldn't i at least be open to do it for other people but yeah so i mean I, that's definitely something i've been praying with recently and it's funny uh like some people around campus have just like thought that i'm like think i would make a good priest and have told me and so uh have you ever met hutch far Mm-hmm. So Hutch Farr is uh, a little guy. He's my age, but he's special, special needs guy. And so he has no filter. He says whatever he wants. And so our athletic trainer has been like, he's Catholic, and he like says I would make a good priest. And he's like, oh, Father Domingue, like come and get tapes or whatever. <laughs> so he's all, he met Hutch, and Hutch was like, you know Carter Domingue? Like, it's my boy, man. <laughs> and BJ was like, yeah, he's going to be a priest. And Hutch was like, no way. <laughs> and so Hutch has been telling everyone and their grandmother that I'm going to be a priest. <laughs> so, so I guess it's not the worst rumor to be spread about you. But, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's just been funny. I think, I mean, I'm open to it, you know, but God's calling, awesome. me a bas- be, God's calling me to be a basketball player, student right now. Amen, so, dude. So Praise the Lord. That's, that's just a beautiful answer, you know. And, and as we, you know, have the annunciation and, and Gabriel coming to Mary and just 
she surrendered. Like, whatever it is that your will is, I trust that you're a perfect, loving God that you might know better than what I know. <laughs> so I'm, if, you, if that's what you want it to be, and I talked to the students today about, like, opportunity costs and the cost that it is if we choose our own will over God. Like, that, there's a price to pay for that. Other people are affected if we don't do the will of God. And so just to hear you say, like you said, every Catholic man should at one point discern that, am I called to be a priest? Am I called to forgo marriage and to, is God asking me to do this? And it, a lot of times might be, no, I want you to go be a great husband and a father. That's awesome. But at least we ask the question and we're not afraid to ask the question. And that's the courage out of seeing you, Carter, that you're not afraid to like, hey, whatever. If it is his will, I'll do it because I know he's going to fulfill me in it. So that's beautiful to hear you say that. I think speaking to in vocation, in marriage vocation, not everyone would say openly that they're open to their, their son being a priest. And you know, with my with with Brandon and Jess, you know, that's something they desire for their children, and I, I think that's another thing that where we do that, we're, we, we're like Mary, you know, uh, let your will be done, and and pray and pray for vocations. But in our own family, a lot of people that I know, Catholics, says, hey, hey, you know, I, I want I, we we need priests, but not Mikey. I want I want to have grandkids, you know, and all that. So there's some selfishness in there. But um, that's all really amazing stuff. Let's talk about the Bible. I don't know if you're a, a, a big reader. The Bible can recite Bible, or you know, I, I, or if you're a big reader. I guess I'll ask the questions. But but uh, are you? <laughs> Do of you what? read a little bit the Bible? Yeah, uh, I started the year doing the Father Mike Schmidt's Bible in a year, and I was following his reading plan. Okay. But I've kind of like we're on the road a lot, and so like I like to read it and have it in front of me because like mm-hmm. when I listen, I don't pertain it as well. So I like to like, have it in front of me, it's where I can annotate it and stuff and pray with it obviously but i've been taking off on that i'm only got to day, day 45 and so but i'll pray with like the daily readings and stuff tell me some 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 either passages or maybe books of the bible or just something in general bible characters that that have impressed you the book of job was phenomenal that's how father my the reading plan starts the year and it's just i mean so he was a like rich man and he had everything like all the riches and there's like a really good song about it too that's like how i first knew about it mm-hmm. it's called a man named job and and then the Lord just takes it away from him, and his friends are like, "Dude, like, what have you been doing that Satan's attacking you like this?" And he's like crying out to God, like, "I, like, I don't know, like, what are you trying to do, God? Like, I've been trying to be faithful, but I'm just gonna keep being faithful because that's all I know how to do. That's what I know is good." And then I kind of forgot how it ends, but that's like essentially just how I try to live. It's like God's given me a lot of great great things, you know. Like God's allowed me to be a great athlete, great student, great brother, great friend. And so I'm grateful for all these things, but I know that he could take it away in an instant. Yeah, you know. And so just trying to be grateful is something that That's I really love. We'll pick up on that, Father, because I feel like Job too sometimes. But how does that story end? Well, it ends pretty good for him. But he recognized, like God gives, God takes away. Blessed be the name of the Lord forever. Like blessed be God forever. Yeah. It ends really well for him. Like that story ends that he gets back. You know, but he lost a lot. And, and God knew that. You know, Satan, in that conversation, that dialogue that takes place between God and Satan there, he says, do anything, but don't take his life and watch my son. Because Satan's thing is like, oh, he's only faithful to you because you blessed him. If you didn't bless him, he would stop being faithful. And God said, go ahead and try. You know, and how awesome is that? Like, it, it is nice to be Catholic and, and uh, you know, when things are going really well. But when we get the diagnosis, when we get cut from the team, when the girlfriend or boyfriend breaks up for you, and then you start to question, well, where are you, God, in that? He's like, oh, the cross is how we get to heaven. Remain faithful in this. This is how we grow in virtue if when you're tried and tested and it's difficult. And Job did that well. And then ultimately he was blessed for it. 
Carter, do you see, uh, as we look forward, you know, do you see potentially that you could have maybe an NBA career or what, what are your sights for the future? For yeah, so that was definitely the goal coming out of high school. And so I really considered going to prep school, but I think I decided that it would just be best to get into the program. And then the goal was to play professional basketball, play basketball as long as I can. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's still the goal, but I'm a lot more open to other options now, you know. I mean, I think I play to play the highest level, you know. Yeah. That's why I put hours in the gym every day. But you're a shooting guard? Uh, point guard. Point shooting guard. guard. Point combo. guard. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Good deal. So tell me in sports, uh, who are some of your idols or who, who do you look up to as a role model? Sports. Um, let's see. Or non sports. Yeah. Um, I mean, like Lance Struther in football, obviously, like his work ethic and the way he just combines faith and sports so well. It's Absolutely. like seamlessly. It's very good. And Shane Savoy, too. Uh, I really liked him. He was when I played quarterback my freshman year, so he was my coach, and so I dealt a lot with him, and he's great. But uh, that's the dream team, you know yeah. those two. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I really like so Jonathan CC graduated STM. He yeah. was a senior when I was a freshman, and whenever he comes back in town, he's always teaching me new moves he learned, and uh, and so he pushes me a lot on the court. And uh, Did, is college different than you thought it would be? Um. I don't really I didn't really have like too much of an expectation too high or too mm-hmm. low but uh I'd say it's about the same mm-hmm. you know because mm-hmm. like I expected the game to get faster and it did and I knew it would take me time to adjust and it has but uh but I'm just excited you know to compete you know I belong here I believe so absolutely that's impressive and it's it's cool to think just as you look up to some of these older players and coaches uh, and they, they make it seem possible. You know, Shane and, and Lance, uh, these two great coaches, they're, they wear their, their faith on their sleeve, and they're not afraid of that. And that lets us know that, okay, well, if they did it, then I could do it. You know, is priests like Father Sibley, Father Broussard, you know, some of these priests that have come before me, uh, you know, Father Louis was my, my parish priest, Father Gary Sheck Snyder. But whenever I met Father Sibley and just had these man-to-man conversations with him when I was in college, I was like, oh, well, if he did it, then maybe I could do it. And that just opens up this whole new path for so many young people. And that's what, I, I mean, I want a card on the show just for, uh, just really for everyone, but for young people as well to listen like, oh, here's here's a boy playing D1 sports who's okay with being Catholic. And guess what? He's happy. He's joyful. You know what I'm saying? Like he's not miserable. God wants us to have a life of abundance. And we do that only with him. And so that's why we need men like like Carter and, and guys we brought on this show and, and all the great Cajun Catholics around here to say, look, I'm Catholic. I'm falling in love with Jesus Christ. And yeah, life is hard and the cross is tough at times. But ultimately, I have this sense of confidence and security that my Lord will always provide. And what awaits us is greatness in heaven. And that's where I'm striving to get. And I don't know when that last breath will be. I don't know when that last day will be. And that's why I'm going to kneel when I receive the Eucharist because I don't care. And I feel like that's what God is calling me to do as an individual. So I, I love it. The example that you're going to be for so, more, so many and you already are. And they come back I and mean, he does a great job of giving back to St. Thomas more into our students so there's a lot of young men and women that look up to this guy and uh, some others that have gone before you that have been great uh, Cajun Catholics so Carter I saw that you're a business major right is that I'm right accounting yes sir. Acc- accounting so. okay so what do you want to do with that after you've have you thought much about that uh not really I think I'm kind of just in it because my dad count your money yeah <laughs> yeah that's hopefully but uh but yeah, my dad was an accounting major, and he went and got his MBA after, and he just says the opportunities are limitless okay. from there. Mm-hmm. So 
taking his word for it, you know. Sure. <laughs> but, uh, following dad's footsteps. Yeah. Todd, what was your major? Um, well, I, I'm glad you asked me that question. I was in pre-law at LSU my freshman semester, and I made one of everything, an A, B, C, D, and an F. There that's you go. a true story. And uh, my A was in beginner's golf, and uh, <laughs> that's a true story too. And I managed to weed through junior division, which they keep you in when you can't qualify for a college. And and then, and then, yeah, there was a, there was ten thousand lawyers in Lafayette, and there was one Ford dealer, and my my dad made it an easy choice for career, so that's how that went down. Uh, but I love business, and uh, I do, and 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 I love my faith, and I think it's cool that you can you can do both, mm-hmm. and I think that's something, Carter, that that I really look forward to you doing in Lafayette. I hope you'll stay in Lafayette. I mean, uh, is that kind of the plan? Or yeah, you, yeah. yeah, it is. That's why yeah, we need you here, man. We need good guys like you. And uh, and you can, and I think that it's a beautiful testimony for our uh, for our community when you have strong businessmen that are strong Catholics, and it's 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 important. And I, I, I hopefully the show we've had lots of those guys. If you are one of those people, reach out to me. I'd love to have you on the show. You know, um, that's that's what makes this show go. And so on my business trip, I was telling Father I had a non-Catholic that really. I'm going to use the word infatuated with with confession, wanted to go to confession. Man, he says, I want to go to confession, but I'm not Catholic. How do I do that? And is that legal? And Father says it's okay that a non-Catholic could do confession, but uh, but you can't do absolution for that person. Yeah, Scripture says confess your sins to one another, so why not confess it to a Catholic priest if you're not Catholic? Yeah. And like you said, you're not going to receive the sacrament of confession, but if you have that desire for confession, then you have a desire for a sacrament. And that's, I just told Todd earlier, I was like, you know, my dad's not Catholic. Why would I want him to become Catholic? Not because I'm afraid of his soul, but more so that I want him to experience the grace and the freedom uh, of the sacrament of confession and the gift of the Eucharist and stuff like that. So yeah, but scripture is very clear. Confess your sins to one another. Even even outside, like to have an accountability partner. You know, like Carter doesn't just confess his sins to a priest. He also has a buddy, he has a two really close guy friends, and they they challenge like this is you're gonna hold me accountable. So absolutely I would say come come and visit a priest, but at least tell him that you're not Catholic before you come in. Yeah. I wanna I wanna ask Carter because I'm I'm leading this question is that, you know, I struggle with confession and 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 how often I should go and and going in general but but the kids today seem to embrace confession how what's your take on confession quarter uh yeah i love it i think i think it is very interesting how like you said like our generation really does love confession and i think it's just the desire like to be seen to be known and to like be real with someone you know because so much of the stuff we do is like we put on a facade we put on a mask and just lie our way through the day and so i think like confession shouldn't be the only opportunity but it's really just an opportunity to just be real like to be vulnerable to let them know you struggle it's like that's the human element of it and obviously the absolution is just like wipes away makes you feel so good but uh but yeah i love confession father stephen pelissier gave us a uh examination of conscious to do and i've been doing that and it's phenomenal i love it so you guys tell me how often should you go i personally go every two weeks or more if needed and that's just kind of what i do uh, you know, th- some great holy fathers and popes have gone every other day, every day, you know, all kinds of stuff. But I would say for the, uh, you know, m- most people, once a month, you know, mm-hmm. let's do it once a month, go back, because we miss certain things. We're missing certain graces and, you know, certain uh, areas where we fell short. And so it's important. And that's that gives us strength. A sacrament bestows grace. Grace gives us strength to avoid sin. So the more we receive that grace, more we acknowledge where we're, we're falling, then we could correct it. So that's kind of what I say. 
Well, we've run out of time so quickly today, and just a blessing to have these two guys on the show, especially Carter being our guest today. And uh, Carter Doman, you can find him at the Cajun Dome during uh, basketball season and probably in the chapel during any other day, hopefully. And uh, he's, a, he's a real inspiration to me and to, and to everyone in Acadiana. And uh, I'm so proud of you and, and, and know that I'll be praying for you. Yes, sir. And uh, so you've been listening to Cajun Catholics with Carter Domain and Father Andrew Schumacher. We always challenge you to engage the Cajun Catholic in you. Thank you for being here, Carter. God bless everyone.